Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. One of our team members, Blair, sent a uh, a little parable, I guess, about the two wolves over the summer. And so I thought I would read this to you. It says, an old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. He said, a fight is going inside of me. The grandfather said to the boy, it's a terrible fight, and it's between two wolves. One is a bad and is full of anger, envy, sorrow, and lies. He continued, the other is good. He is full of joy, love, kindness, truth, and forgiveness. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person, too. And the grandson thought about it for a minute, and then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. And so some of you may have heard this I'd before. Love that. But yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love that. I loved this. Yeah, I've heard that before, and it just gives me chills because it's such a... a a switch of a flip you're like oh my goodness that makes so much sense mm. if you want to stay negative keep following that angry wolf and if you want to you know bring your light to the world and and follow the right path you, you feed that that positive wolf so simple it, it's so simple kind of like manifestation you know we we put into play what could happen in our lives by what we're thinking about and talking about and reading about and in taking in any way into our body. Mm. That's such a good point. I remember yeah. when like the swine flu was going around and right. everybody was in a panic over it. <laughs> and I think two of my kids actually had the swine flu, which was scary. But someone said to me, oh, if you keep fearing something, you're actually drawing that energy right. towards you because you're constantly thinking about it and, yeah, manifesting and you're manifesting it. it. Yeah. So think about Sometimes the things. news can kind of be like that, I feel like. Right. Or like talking politics even. It's just so, pol- it can be so polarizing. And why bring that? I just try to be more mindful of like bringing in the few moments that I do have maybe where I can like do something other than, you know, just have free time. Bring in something positive because it really does affect, I notice it can affect my mood. I worked at a company not too long ago that every moment of the day, I'm not going to even say the channel was blasting, um, like the news, and it, it actually did affect my dreams. Like I noticed because it wasn't something I would typically ever bring into my life, my space, and it made me look at the world as wow, like this is a scare. This is, I like I want to look at it as a happier place, and always focusing on the sensationalism of, mm. of it. So, yeah, I did notice it. It affected my sleep, believe it or not. Oh, and it does. Yeah. And so when I go away in the summer to the mountains gone this year for eight weeks I don't watch TV not nothing and it is amazing like I'm somebody will say to me oh how about and I'll think oh I don't know what they're talking about but that's okay I can just play along but I still pray and have compassion for the world but I'm not carrying all of that I was never meant to Mm -hmm. in the first place I think 
Um, Claire, can you share a little bit about where you got this poem? I love the story. Yes, uh, my son, this is kind of funny, but he went to this basketball camp, and I feel like kids' sports have just gotten so militarized, and everyone's focused on, you know, this, like, arms race of, you know, everyone has to get in extra practices, and, you know, you've got to be the best, and it, it just gets so spun up and frustrating. But this coach gave this amazing speech at the end of the camp and talked about, you know, are you winning or are you learning? Mm -hmm. And let's think about why we're playing sports. We're not doing it so that our eight-year-olds can be in the NBA. It's because of the lessons they learned. And it's incumbent upon us as parents and as coaches to teach them these lessons and make sure they understand that it's not about winning, it's about compassion, it's about commitment, it's about respect. And he shared this parable, and I was I had chills, I was almost moved to tears, I felt like such a funny person in this high school gym getting all emotional, but it's true, you know, thinking about why we have our kids do these sports, it's not, you know, because we need them to be the best, no one's honestly going to get to the Olympics or, you know, professional grade teams, but we can teach them things along the way. And I really, in this quote, what I really liked was the universality of it. The fact that this struggle is going in on within all of us. Yes. Because so often we think I'm the only one that has to deal with this negative thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. And everybody else's life is rosy and perfect and woe is me. But it's true. We all are engaged in this struggle of trying to stay on the positive side yeah. and we can help each other achieve that yeah and you know it's funny when I prepare for doing these podcasts or any small groups that I lead I, I really pray about what I'm going to talk about and this kind of jumped out at me and and had stuck with me from over the summer but one of the things that kept coming up and popping into my head were assumptions and when we make assumptions about people and we all do that you know, I think it's human nature to make assumptions. And often we make assumptions that, you know, Joanne has it all together and I don't and my kids aren't good at sports or, 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 or whatever I'm playing in my head. And so we make these assumptions that we're less than because we see other people and they might seem like they have it all together. Or I make assumptions about somebody I pass on the sidewalk just by the way that they're dressed. And I don't know their heart. I'm making assumptions by you know, what society tells me people should be wearing or things like that. Do you guys feel like you make assumptions? I'm trying to do so less, and part of that comes from um, a realization I had within myself that a lot of times it's not that somebody is better or worse, it's just different. Mm -hmm. And just because it's different doesn't make it right or wrong. So um, I think it's, I think it's, it's again, it's, perspective and it's it's coming back to um I whenever I'm feeling a little out of perspective having perspective not having perspective I listen to this um this audiobook optimism the art of positive thinking and it's exactly I mean it, it tells you know there's a story about a man who's going through the desert and he loses you know he he wants to camp somewhere and nobody will let him and so he finds his own place to go and and in the night, he loses his donkey, and he loses, you know, he basically loses everything. Um, and then in the morning, he found out that there was a huge riot, and all these people were killed. And he says, I'm just so grateful that my donkey is, because if my donkey was here, people would have heard me. They would have known where I was. So he's finding the one positive thing and focusing on that. So it's where you put your focus. Mm -hmm. 
And so I loved what you said, too. It's it, when we make these assumptions about people that it's not that it's right or wrong. It's that they're just different, different, yeah. different than me. Right. And so the invitation, I think, in this conversation right now is the next time I make assumptions about someone, I'm not going to think that they're not right or wrong for me. Uh, I'm going to think that they're just different, right. different than me. And when I do that, I open up this heart space. I opened up this room to have a conversation with somebody I wouldn't otherwise have. And then I end up gaining from it because it's usually somebody pretty unique and, and interesting and, and, and has come into my life as a teacher. And I maybe would have discounted them otherwise. So we're kind of getting off track a little bit about there. And I want, I want to get back to the two wolves. Um, there are a lot of questions here. And it talks about how do we feed the good wolf. And one of the first uh, suggestions is to practice forgiveness for yourself. And then it says for others. Um, by embracing forgiveness, you embrace peace, gratitude, and joy. Forgiveness untethers you from feelings of anger, distrust, and resentment. So how do you guys feel about, about that first one on the list there? It's hard to do sometimes. Mm. But it opens up space for you once you have. So when I practice forgiveness in my own life, and it has been a spiritual practice for me, I release myself. And so when I am angry at someone who has hurt me or done something wrong, and violated me in some way, I carry them with me day in, day out. They're in my thoughts. They're in those scenarios I play in my head. Oh, if I could, I should have said that. And so they, I, I bring them with me everywhere I go. And, and there, was, there was a pastor here once at the church, and I can't remember who it was, but he said that you can take that forgiveness and you can put it on a little box and stick it on an escalator and you just send it up to heaven and every time it comes back I put it back in the box this visual box in my head and I put it on the escalator and I slowly am able to forgive the person just by the the awareness we're going back to that awareness again of seeing that this person has hurt me I'm not forgiving them for the violation but I am forgiving the hurt and the fact that I'm carrying it around and sending it off and sending it off to God and asking God you know, for help or the sacred or for the help in, in this certain situation. So forgiveness, I think, is a process. It's a process. It's a process. And something that I have worked on really hard in my life. And I'm sure that everybody at this table and anybody listening has been hurt by someone. Um, am I seeing yeses? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so forgiveness is hard to do but it's a process but it releases you from sort of this prison of carrying depending on what it is around with me it's a weight it's, it's a yeah. negative weight that, that yes. holds on to you and, and makes it you know and when you you can forgive not forget but you know for yourself you should forgive that's one of the things that I did and we talked about this probably in our Monday group um is the Hawaiian practice for forgiveness, that ho-opono-ono. I think it's I love you, I forgive you, wait, I love you, please forgive me, thank you, and amen, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. And, and, but anyway, I walked, I did that as a walking prayer one summer when I was upset with a family member that had hurt me. And I just kept saying that. 
and it just it just it opened up and I was able to you know sort of practice this forgiveness which is so difficult well, it sort of it takes the power the negative power that it has over you away when you can mm. you know you can self-reflect and say you know I most people don't have malicious intentions you you did nothing wrong and you just want to say that it's not in my control so I don't need to hold on mm-hmm. to this because I can't change it. Yeah. So I'll release it. Yes. And, and I think that uh, it's just coming to me now. I think it's, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you and thank you. And it might, it might not have the wording, but it, it doesn't matter. I'm I mean, the intention sure is it. there. And so I think I've talked about this too before, and I'm making two fists. And so when I'm mad at someone, they're sort of like they're mad, I'm mad, and we move further and further yes. away from one another. But as soon as my hand can just soften just a little bit, and if I practice this ho'opono ono or however I want to do that in prayer, the minute I start to, I start to feed the good wolf. Mm-hmm. And so I loosen up. And they feel the energy of it, and they start to loosen up. And when you see one another, there's sort of this... Like an ease. Yeah, and even mm-hmm. if they don't, I have, and mm-hmm. that's what matters the most, because I'm not carrying that baggage anymore. Yes. Did somebody want to add to that, I feel like, over here? Yeah. So you had suggested something once to me that was really powerful, and, and I just wanted all the listeners to... To hear, and if they're holding on to something, it's it's a really great practice. And um, I had been hurt by somebody, and you suggested that I take a rock mm. and that I walk around a lake, and I think about the situation that had happened and you know what I needed to release. And and while I was holding the rock and massaging the rock, I um, I said everything I needed to say, and and I threw the rock in. And as I threw the rock in, I did feel lighter. Yes. I've done that too, and I've done that with my kids. It's a great thing to do with your kids if they get hurt by somebody at school. It's a great life tool just in a simple way, like, like oh, let's go out in the backyard and throw a pebble out. And, sh- and so when you walk, you take the weight of whatever it is and let it f- fill that rock up, you know, feel the, the, the heaviness of it as you walk and you think and you pour that out. Again, it's like that same idea, that escalator you know, with the box going up to heaven, it's like the same thing with that. You're, and I've done that with groups. We did a walking um, with the rocks, and then we came to a place on the stream, and we all let them go. And you do feel lighter. Mm-hmm. It's There's definitely, you're, again, feeding that good wolf. So thank you for that it's reminder. Like a, a physical release. Yes. yes. Actual yes. physical release. Yes. And we carry so much in our bodies. Right. You know, when somebody hurts us like that, it's hurting our bodies, you know, physically. Energy. Yeah, right. That energy. That energy. Releasing that energy physically will make you feel better. Yeah. So number two on this list says compliment others when deserved. It's a sign that you can be excited for other people's triumphs. How many of you practice that? And we need more of that in the world. You know, there was a mom in town who... Uh, uh, Dawn, who just was this bright light. She unfortunately isn't with us anymore, but wow. If she wasn't a witness to that, um, it makes me get choked up, but she was more excited at the kids' running races. You know, she was a runner, and she would come to the kids' meets. She was more excited than I was about my own kid. Like her, I remember turning and looking at her once, going, like, are you for real? But she was, and so couldn't we do that for other people's kids and for other people in our life, really be great cheerleaders for everyone. 
because, you know, we are that for our children, but somehow we get lost. Like, I feel like, you know, my, all of my older people, most of them aren't with me anymore. And they were my cheerleaders when I was a kid. And so when I have something exciting in my life, I tell my husband or tell my kids, but be other people's cheerleader and be excited for them because we, we need more of that. You know, yeah, especially. it's it's like one of the greatest like indirect compliments someone can like mm-hmm. inadvertently give me is when they pay attention to my children, yes. right? How often do we do that? Because you it's, see the light in your children, yes. and when somebody else sees it, and, and that's what happened with my friend Dawn, she saw it, and it was authentic. Mm-hmm. Authentic. It was exactly. authentic. That's why I was looking at her like, hello, are you for real? (laughs) And she was. They're going so fast and it's so easy. You know, we have conversations, but just to give, I do try to be mindful of like paying attention to my friends, like little ones, because, you know, they just want our attention as well. But sometimes we just get lost in conversation and, um, but it truly is like best, like think a gift you could give a friend is Mm -hmm. to pay attention to their children. Yeah. You know, and love them. And and, and, like really love that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not, <laughs> and not just say, "Oh, you're so cute," or yes. oh, "You're yes. so pretty," but yeah. never. Wow, you are yeah. so you are yeah. so polite. You know, yeah. oh, you your coloring is beautiful. You know, something the behavior, yes. yeah. Behavior. Or not yes. only that, but taking it a little further, not just a statement, but a statement Asking and a question. A question. Yes. A statement and saying, "Wow, you're really good at coloring. Can you tell me a little bit about how you made that? What tools did you, you know?" Mm-hmm. And then somebody sparks up because you're actually interested. You see them, mm. right? I see you as a human being. I see your gifts. I see your talent. I'm paying attention to you. Yeah. I think That's another really good way to give a compliment is if somebody, say you gave, you said something really nice about Joanne, and then I told Joanne, oh, you know, Pam said, you know, she really enjoyed your yoga class. She learned so much from it rather than hearing it from you, but hearing it from me, the third party, I think means so much more sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. And be, be careful that you receive it. So mm. often when someone gives a compliment, and I learned this years ago, I used to say, oh no, oh, you're mistaken. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even wash my hair today. You know? <laughs> um, but now I say thank you. Thanks. Wow, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Instead of all of a sudden telling you the 10 things that are wrong with your hair that that got you that compliment in the first place or the yoga class. Oh, if you only knew. It's like when people come over to your house and say, oh, it's so pretty. And then you say, oh, well, we really need to redo the kitchen. And did you see the chip in this? And you point out all of the things that bothered all the flaws. And nobody nobody sees that. They're just seeing the beauty in you. And same with the compliment. They're seeing something beautiful about you. And, and uh, you'll feed the uh, good wolf if you accept that compliment. Um, and so the third thing on the list here, it says, make the best out of every situation. When you're able to turn challenges into opportunities, life unfolds in a very beautiful way. Anybody want to say anything about that? So anybody have had any challenges? You don't have to say what it is, but challenges that you've make the best of. I feel like if things come really easily, you don't appreciate it as much. And so sometimes when there is an obstacle or a stumbling block that you have to overcome, you value that triumph much more so than you would if it just landed on your lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So helping kids see that kind of growth mindset that if you, you know, there's value in the struggle. You, you learn every mistake you make 
helps you um, get smarter. And you know, your brain's a muscle, you know, just like your you know, muscles in your legs. And every time you exercise it, you're on the right path to um, improving. Right, emotionally too, right? Yeah. Yes. Like your emotional muscle yeah. or whatever, dealing with situations. I have um, a situation, my daughter who is going off to a new school or just started a new school and um, not one single friend from her class is in her new school. And so um, it's been really hard. She really misses her friends. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, she, uh, I keep saying, you're like, we're both making new friends. It's okay. Like, I'm in it with you. But um, it's, um, but when she comes home and tells me a story about a new friend, and like, it's such a triumph. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a triumph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're all grabbing the tissues yeah. here. But we've all been there. I didn't even think that would hit me. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's yeah. it yeah. with our girls it. too. There's something like very, um, like a visceral that we go through like vicariously because there are like girls especially because they were kind of like reliving part of an experience that we had somewhere yeah. in our yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's much more yeah. like I give goosebumps too, just because it's much more real. Like we can identify much more with their their yeah. thought process, their emotions, everything. So it's like yeah. we're living, like we're watching them like live these lives that are mm-hmm. we're yeah. so much more connected to. And that's so, not to say I have two brothers, and it's not to say we don't relate to our sons that way, but it's it's definitely biologically different. Right. Mm-hmm. And spiritually, like I would say this is a teachable moment. Yeah. Right? yeah. There are so many lessons in this for her. Mm-hmm. So she was she's probably popular and had a lot of friends and had a good time, it sounds like. And whoa, to be set into a situation in a new school, you know, first grade? Yeah. First grade and to not know anyone. And first of all, I would pray that just one person comes across her path mm-hmm. that shows kindness, and they will. And she's outgoing and, and yeah. Yeah. Um, but also what does it feel like to be in that situation. And so I would bring some self-awareness around the situation yeah. to her and really have some conversations. And it sounds like you have when you said we're in this together yeah. because you're at the fence picking up and you <laughs> probably don't know a lot of the moms. I've yeah. been there too. No, you're right. It's such a good teachable moment because I was a little worried. Back at her old school, she was a little comfortable with mm. her friends. And uh, I, just, I just feel like there were less opportunities for her to reach out to someone who was not in the group or whatnot. And this is her on the other side of that. And, yes. and she and she wasn't self-aware of it when I was trying to teach her those moments at the old school. Like, you know, maybe you should, you know, invite a new friend over for a play date. No, no, no. And, you know, we're all friends and it's all good. But now it's... She's now she knows know what it feels, feels like. Yeah. yeah. So the experience right. really is teaching her yeah. what you wanted to teach her. And so yes. as a mother... You know, you could come in, you could even read her this two wolves story. Yeah. And I think that what this experience is going to teach her is compassion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to teach yeah. her compassion for other human beings because she's going to say, I felt all of a sudden like an outsider. Yeah. Like I didn't quite fit in and now I do. And so this story might be a great bedtime story and to just in kids language, use some of these yeah, tickoff definitely. points and just having those conversations with our kids when, you know, I've talked about this story before, but you know, my son tried out for something in the, at, at Franklin at the elementary school, and he didn't get it, and he came home, and he was just brokenhearted. And it was in my kids' disappointments when I look back that they were their greatest teachers. You know, the world taught right. them. I can't right. fix this. For I can't her, right? fix yeah. this, and you're not supposed to. You're supposed right. to teach it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, or point out. Oh, wow! Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 
um, how are we how are we doing? So uh, wow, that really that Sorry. got me. No, it got, <laughs> it got me right in the heart space. And you know <laughs> what? It leads yeah. this leads me into. Um, so we've come to the time in the podcast where we're going to read a quote from Meredith Jars of Joy. And so my daughter Meredith and I started this company with these uh, simple spiritual quotes on slips of paper because Meredith had a breakup with a friend in eighth grade and she's now you know out of college and so a lot of time has gone by and um, she went through a sticky patch and I was thinking oh you know how can I help her and I put the quotes you all know the story um, and you can read about the story on the website but I put these bowl of quotes on her desk and told her to read one every day and she was just heartbroken over this friendship I got a text when we started to tape this morning so Meredith is now working in New York City, and she said, I took the train with so-and-so this morning. Wow. They oh, haven't talked in 10 years. She <gasps> said, we're friends again. Oh, my goodness. Oh. It makes me want to cry. She, she said, we're friends again. The friend came back around in a, in a different phase in of life for a different reason. Yes. Opens up a new chapter for her. I, I mean, it just, I have goosebumps again. all over my body. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, wow, you've come full circle. Isn't that incredible? So something that she needed help with, they weren't meant to be friends at that time in their I life. Know. They went, you know, my father always used to say, oh, there's paths in life and you choose, you come to a fork in the road and you pick one way or the other. And they needed somebody else. And they needed other people. Yeah. And so I, I, Meredith had always said, if I hadn't had this friend break up, that we wouldn't have the jars and we wouldn't have affected so many people's lives with positive words. And, and so it needed to happen but isn't that incredible that don't you know, yeah. underestimate wow. how yeah. life might surprise you later on mm-hmm. and that it has come full circle. And I got that text that they're, they, wow. they were on the train for an hour this morning and maybe they'll get together or something like that. So um, I'm just going to have everybody pick a quote wow. and we're going to read them out loud and we're going to try to apply it to our lives or maybe back to uh, our conversation today. Um, and don't underestimate the one that you get was meant for you today in this moment. Um, and Ariane gave her like a, oh, she just opened hers, so maybe I'll let you read yours first. It just first. relates to, I feel, what we were okay. talking about so read it out in this though. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, the greatest good you can do for another is not just to share your riches, but to reveal to him his own. Uh, hmm. uh, that's like, wow. So wow. 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 wow, right? Yeah. Can't wow. make this up. And these are all, this is all by chance. And who is that by? Oh, sorry. Uh, Benjamin Disraeli. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll have all of these yes. quotes on, on the uh, podcast. Um, Mine was by Rumi. For years, copying other people, I tried to know myself. From within, I couldn't decide what to do. Unable to see, I heard my name being called. Then I walked outside. I love that one. That's a popular one. You see, at least for me in my spiritual world, I see that one written a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that kind of ties into what we were talking about, making assumptions. and, And Jennifer, what did you get? Well, I like this one. Um, This has the power to fill you up again if you let it. There is a sunrise and a sunset every day, and you can choose to be there for it. You can put yourself in the way of beauty. That's by Cheryl Strait. And you know, you. I always, my Instagrams are always sunrises and sunsets and enjoying every day and the beauty around you. You just have to look for it. And I love your Instagram, so can you tell us what they are so if people want to follow you? Um, so I usually take I take all the pictures that are on my Instagram, and then I look at the picture, and whatever comes to mind, I either write a uh, quote, uh, song lyric, my own poetry, thoughts that I'm having, but it's 
it's usually positive things, which I try again to It's always positive. And what yeah. is the, what's the... Uh, uh, it's uh, Jennifer M. Rustum. M. M. Rustum. Okay. Yes. And we'll also have that. Ariana will put that on Thank the you. on the website. But it's it's really inspirational. And Thank I love you. you've grown. I've seen you grow as you've been doing yes. it. And Thank it's I, not only healthy and healing for you, but it's also for the people who are yes. reading it. So thank yes. you for Beautiful. sending that light into the world. Mine says, when you look a thing dead in the eye, acknowledge that it exists. Call it exactly what it is and decide what role it should take in your life. Then, my beloved, you have taken the first step towards your freedom. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Iyalana mm-hmm. Von Zant? Alana Von Zant. I think she's like an Oprah... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think maybe she had her own talk show once or something. But yeah, wow, I feel like this goes back to one. our point. Like your yes. first, yeah, the essence of what we've really been discussing about just like we are supposed to be in this moment, and if we just kind of surrender to life being, perhaps in the right, mm-hmm. and not try to fight it, like just accept like this is where we're meant to be, mm-hmm. then a lot of beauty can come into your life. Okay. Thank you. I have. Thanks for being brave with your own life. You've made me more daring in mine by Brene Brown. I love her. I like that yeah. kind of connectivity. I feel and like that's so a good, good one for you, you too. Because yeah. I feel like people model after you all the time. Yeah, but absolutely. absolutely. Very kind like of your ideas, your energy, thing. your enthusiasm. Your company, yes. please. Oh I said goodness. thank you. <laughs> you don't agree? Oh, you should agree. Around town, even. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. you. You have that was such made an impact on more people than I think you realized. When you read that, I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> I couldn't be her more. Anyways, this one um, that I got is perfect. I mean, like you guys said, it was meant to be. You don't think your way into a new kind of living. You live your way into a new kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to share that with my daughter. Who, who yeah. wrote that? Um, Henry Nouwen. Oh, yeah, oh so my favorite. Simple, yeah. So, so true. Cool. Right. Yeah. By the way, if you're ever feeling down and you need a song to kind of just make you realize it's, you know, everything is going to be okay, Kelly Clarkson, The Sun Will Rise. I love, I love her. her. She's wonderful. Doesn't she have a new show? Yes. Okay. A new talk show. Okay. The song yes. is really, it's very inspirational. Good. Okay. Good to note. So one of my favorite books, uh, you just mentioned Henry Nouwen, is Spiritual Formation by Rebecca Laird and her husband, Michael Christensen. And I have read and reread this book so many times. He's been a great mentor to me in my life. So a lot of the quotes in Marriage Stars of Jorah by Henry Nouwen. So I highly suggest this book. Um, and sometimes I quote from it. And, and some of the quotes in the Jars of Jorah are from, from this book. Everybody's taking pictures of it. So. <laughs> well, thank you, girls, for today. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.